You are listening to Time to Revive. This show is designed to help you get the confidence to share your faith in everyday life. The music in the background is Revival from Third Day. My name is Angie. I'm your host for today, and I'm in the studio with Mr. Mark Bird from Revive Ohio. Hello, Mark. Hi, Angie. I'm glad to be here with you today. Today, we're talking about peace. Now, we touched on this last week, but I just think this is something that people need to talk a little bit more about. I think that peace is something that is necessary, but we're all kind of wondering, how do we get that? That's a great question, right? Angie, I think this, and I think we touched on it last week a little bit, but I think ultimately what every single human being is really searching for, because I believe that every human being is always searching. Yes. We are designed to search for God because Mm -hmm. literally there is something missing. He's our creator. He is. And so he designed us to be inhabited by him. Mm -hmm. Okay. So I'm going to go back to Genesis already right off the bat. I'm going to go back. And so when Eve partook of the tree that was forbidden, Mm -hmm. God said, in the day that you partake of it, you will surely die. That's what he said. Okay. When she partook of it, did she drop over? No. She didn't. Then did God lie? No. No, he did not. She died spiritually. Spiritually. You see what I'm saying? So I believe that God created us with a void inside of us that we will always pursue him. Right? Because he said in uh, creating the Ten Commandments, I'm a jealous God. What does that mean? I want to be with you. Like, listen, I am jealous of your your time, your affection, and your worship, honestly, right? Because that is the ultimate relationship. So you say that we're all searching for peace, but do people really think that way? They don't think, or we're searching for God. I don't think people realize that they're searching for God, but I've heard it said that we all have a God-shaped hole in our heart. We all have it. I totally love it. And I don't think we find peace until we find how to fill that void, which is in God. Totally agree. The evidence of that, Angie, because I think that is absolutely true, but I think the evidence of that is the way that we see people trying to fill that void, Mm -hmm. right? Think about all the things that men and women are looking for and try to latch onto in order to fulfill that void. Yeah. And so you might not think, well, I'm not really looking for God or I'm not really looking for peace, but you watch people gravitate towards sex, drugs, money, power, riches, all of those things, right? Because they're trying to what? Fulfill something Mm -hmm. that's inside of them. And I think that author of that song is right, trying to fill that God-shaped hole that's in our hearts. Mm -hmm. And really, I think this, and I said this last week, I think we're all really eternally looking for peace. Yeah. Peace with God really changes everything. Is it possible to have peace without God? Mm, That's a great question. So we'd have to look at what peace is. Okay, let's do that. Okay, so let's do that. Peace with God is... The Well, let's first think about this. Who is the author of peace? Well, I guess it would be God. It would be God. <laughs> and again, Isaiah says that he is the wonderful God, the everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. Yes. Prophesied of Jesus, right, in Isaiah 9, 6. And so if he is the Prince of Peace, then he obviously is the author of peace. 
Now, last week, we looked at John chapter 14. We looked at verse 27. Jesus saying, peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you, not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. Don't let your heart be troubled. Don't be afraid. Don't be fearful because I am the prince and the giver of peace. And he's saying what? I want to leave it with you. And this could be a a longer discussion maybe than we want to get. When you say he leaves it with us, uh, many of us don't pick it up. You're right. (laughs) And here's the other thing that we have to realize, and this is what I was hoping to get into today, Angie, is that Jesus literally wants to live in us. He wants to leave his peace, deposit his peace within us because he wants to live in us. This is what I'd love to tap into today. Again, I'm staying in John chapter 14, but I want to have you look at verse 23 today. Jesus answered and said to him, if anyone loves me, he will keep my word and my father will love him and we will come to him and make our home with him. Make our home with him. They meaning Jesus, the Father, the Holy Spirit. You'll see a little bit later in verse 26. They want to live in us. How will we get the peace? What is, what is the, the, ultimate, the ultimate end goal is fulfilling or having filled our spirit with God's spirit because God's spirit will bring us that peace and it will lead us to satisfaction. Let me also take you to... 1 Corinthians chapter 3 and verse 9, for we are God's fellow workers, you are God's field, you are God's building. Well, if you're God's field and God's building, that means God wants to live in you, Mm -hmm. right? Dropping down to verse 16, don't you know that you are the temple of God and that the Spirit of God dwells in you? If you have accepted Jesus, if you've invited him in, he comes to live in you. That's what brings peace. Exactly. And so even though the world may not really realize they're searching for God, ultimately, and searching for peace, it is up to us to be able to offer that to them. I want to go to the woman at the well, John chapter 4, okay? When Jesus said, listen, it is I who gives living water to you. Like when you taste this living water, you will never thirst again. It is the peace. Once you experience the peace of God, you will not be in search of that any longer. Mm -hmm. And then what happened when she realized that Jesus is the living water? She went and told all of her townspeople, I found the peace that we're all looking for. I found the living water that if you drink of this, you'll never thirst again. You've got to come and meet him. So the practical side of this lesson, Angie, is helping people find peace. That's ultimately what we're trying to do when we go out to share the gospel. We're helping them find this peace. Who is the Prince of Peace? Yeah, amen. Jesus is the answer to all of this. I'm thinking about people that I might encounter when I, uh, when I offer to pray for them or whatever. Uh, there's people who will say, you know, I'm a Christian. I go to church each week, but I don't feel like I'm living in peace. Like I, I need peace in my life. Right. And that's what they're saying. Now that can be defined as there's a lot of turmoil going around in my life, which is something that is going to happen because we live in a sinful world and turmoil is part of that. 
and Satan's attacks are part of that. So yeah, they could be saying, I need peace. In other words, I need things around me to settle down. Or they can say, I feel like I need inner peace. And my thing is, if you're a Christian and you've accepted Christ, that's available to you. It is. So you just need to claim it. It's yours. So grab it, pick it up, and live it. Isn't yes. that right? Amen. What else can we say to them to help them realize it's yours? Well, I think this is an absolutely perfect segue into the last portion of Scripture that I want us to delve into today, Angie. And I think the battle field is in our mind. Absolutely. I think that's what it is. So we have just uncovered that God wants to live in us. He just said it. Yes. We just looked at several scriptures. He wants to dwell in us. Yes. He wants us to be his temple, right? But I think the difference is this. We lose track of that with our minds. Mm. Let me go to Romans chapter 8, starting verse 5. For those who live according to the flesh. Okay, let me stop for just a second. The battle is between our flesh and our minds. Yes. Right? That's the battle. And so let me read on. Those who live according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh, but those who live according to the Spirit, the things of the Spirit. For to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded, here we go, is life and peace. Yes. If you have no peace, then maybe you're not spiritually minded. You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. It goes hand in hand. It's back to Romans 12, where he says, to not think like the world thinks. Exactly. To change the way you think. Be transformed by the renewing of your exactly. mind, Exactly. And then verse 7, this is it. This is where the rubber meets the road. Because the carnal mind or the fleshly mind is enmity or it is an enemy against God. For it is not subject to the law of God, nor can it be. So then those who are in the flesh cannot please God. So that's where the rubber meets the road. But let's go on. Verse 9, but you are not in the flesh, but you're in the Spirit, if indeed the Spirit of God dwells in you. Reminding us again, did you not accept Christ Jesus into your heart? Did you not invite him in to live in you? And if he is, then that means the Spirit of God is in you. Therefore, if anyone does not have the Spirit of Christ, he is not his. And if... Christ is in you, the body is dead because of sin, but the spirit is life because of righteousness. One more verse, verse 11. But if the spirit of him who raised Christ from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through this spirit who, again, dwells in you. You want to know the peace of God? Let the spirit dwell in you and be spiritually minded. Let the spirit who is within you bring peace to your soul, bring peace to your mind, bring peace to your heart. But you have to know it's available. You have to know it's there in order to say it's mine. Right. If you just keep praying for it and praying for it and praying for it, you still haven't accepted it. Right. It's yours. Take it. It's still a choice. Yeah, it's mine. I'm taking it. You have to stand firm and say, it's mine. I'm living in peace. And now, Satan, you can shut your mouth. Well, that's basically it right now. And flesh, you can shut your (laughs) mouth too, right? Right. Because that's the war, the war between the flesh and the war between the spirit, right? Because our spirit testifies with him that we are his, Mm -hmm. but our flesh fights it. Yeah, it's always a fight with flesh, (laughs) but we can overcome. Yes, we can. You've been given that authority. And so 
I guess the takeaway for today is peace is yours mm. and it's available through God. We just have to dig in and make God part of our life and allow him to dwell in us. I think that we're going to have to talk about sacrifice at some point. We have to surrender and sacrifice ourselves over to him. Right. Amen. And again, back to Romans 12, like you said, present yourselves a living sacrifice, Mm -hmm. holy and acceptable to God. Well, it's a very good teaching for today. Peace with God. And specifically today, what is peace and how do we make it our own? We are going to continue this conversation next week. So let's go ahead and move over right now to our testimony. Hey, it's Mark Bird with Time to Revive. And I am out and about today. And I have the privilege and honor to be with my friend Scott McKenzie from Allen County, Lima, Ohio. Scott, welcome to the show today. Thank you, Mark. So, Scott, today we have a really interesting topic and one that that I've prefaced by saying, you know, I think this is what mankind chases after and searches after constantly. And I think really most of us aren't even aware of it. But, you know, when you find people that have found peace and what we're talking about today is peace with God, when you find people that have peace with God, they are just peaceful they're content. They're just <laughs> full of joy. They're just peaceful. And Scott, I wanted to chat with you today about that a little bit. And uh, because, you know, I'll be honest with you, Scott, when I think about someone who is at peace with God, I think of you. Mm. So today, Scott, why don't you let us in on a little secret today? What we want to do is uh, for those people out there that may be listening and thinking, man, I wish I had peace with God. Scott, what's your secret, brother? Uh, The secret's found in Scripture, my friend. So, you know, really, really after, um, you know, you come to accept Christ, that that in itself just leads to a lot of peace. And then uh, what I have found through my journey and my walk with Christ is really prayer, you know, is the other critical piece of that. So, you know, I've, um, it's funny, if, if you had asked me, 20 years ago, you know, how critical prayer is, I, I probably would have said, yeah, it's, you know, it's important to do. It's wonderful when the pastor, you know, prays over the parish or you hear folks praying. But, you know, over the last, I'd say, five to six years, I've I've personally really dove deep into prayer and, and find myself several, you know, sometimes three, four, five times during the day you know, spending some time with God and and, and also being in His Word uh, definitely helps, you know, with keeping that peace and maintaining it, because it, it's a crazy world we live in, and, and there's lots of distractions and things to pull us away from God and uh, from fulfilling the purposes that He has set out for us. Hey, Scott, it's Angie. I want to add to what you just said. To me, If I sit down and read my scriptures, I do that every day. I try to get it in first thing just to set my day right. But if I don't sit and actually have quiet time before the Lord where I'm actually Mm. taking time to talk to him, it doesn't work. And it's like, that's the secret sauce right there, my friend. You got to spend time in communication. Isn't that just like a relationship if we're trying to build relationships? Yep. I I agree with you, Angie. That's a, that's, that's what I found. And I don't think it's a huge secret, um, but it's it's something that, you know, we always, uh, not we always, but it's easy to not find time 
to spend with the Lord. So it's it's an important part of the day. Just like we get nourished uh, with food in our body, we need to get nourished with Scripture. That's so true, Scott. You know, when you were talking, I was sitting there picturing in my mind a, a mother holding a child that is crying. You know, and mm. you, you ever you ever hold somebody else's baby, and all that baby can do is cry, right? And then as <laughs> soon as the mother takes it. Right. All of a sudden it starts to calm down. And all of a sudden, if you see the look on the baby's face, there's this peace and this calming. And I think that's so true, Scott. But what you're saying is because there's people out there and they, and they go, well, wait a minute. I pray. I pray, but I don't have that peace of God. Like and, and I think what you guys are un, uncovering today is simply the fact that are, are you spending time listening for God's response? Like sometimes we just throw prayer up towards God mm-hmm. while we're moving, right? But are you taking the time? I think what I'm hearing you say, Scott, is are you taking the time to sit with the Lord and to listen for his response? Because his response is the thing that brings us peace. Yeah. I agree with that, Mark. That's a you're you're 100 percent correct. I mean, even you know, especially doing this revive work, uh, it's it's just been awesome to see how the Holy Spirit moves, and it does require it requires prayer and requires patience. But the Lord always reveals Himself, and so you have to you have to be have to be listening and and. Um, you know, doing that through prayer is just, it's, it's a great way to, to have that relationship with Jesus. Yeah. So Scott, I'm, I'm sitting here also just continuing to think about the peace of God. I know, uh, situations arise and trouble comes and, and it's not always a rose garden, right? This walk with the Lord, but I'm just wondering, Scott, do you ever struggle where you have situations arise that could, uh, tend to get people riled up? Oh yeah. Yeah, I, uh, <laughs> I I do deal with that on a, a daily and weekly basis, and you know, just spending the time in prayer before you know I get into those situations, and, and considering you know how others are going to react and feel, and you know, it's it's been amazing to me how smooth some of those interactions end up being, and uh, you know, and I know that's not all by my will, but His, so it's it. Um, I put it this way, uh, Mark, you know, I can't imagine going through this life without having that relationship. So there's so many ways to get pulled between kids and school and bills and work. And, you know, there's so many things in this world that can pull us away from it, but not having, not having, uh, you know, the saving grace of Christ, it, it it would be tough to go through life without it. I have a question. I know we're talking about the things that strip peace from us or try to rob peace from us, but can you, like for some people that may be listening that they just don't know what peace looks like. So is there a way that you can describe Mm. when you really have peace with God, what that looks like, what that feels like, smells, tastes, I don't know. You tell me, what is it about? You know, I I think the, when I think of having peace with God, it is trying to avoid getting rattled by the small stuff. So you know, for me personally, whenever I get into a situation that's tense, you know, I I try to step back and, and understand, okay, what's making that person so frustrated? 
trying to step in the in into their shoes and then okay let's work through the problem so what's the common ground that we have so whether that's at a place of employment and you're saying hey at the end of the day we've got to make this product or the customer is counting on us to get this done how how do we do it to his glory and as long as folks are approaching it from the standpoint of they want to do their best and, and, you know, nine times out of 10, it's a communication problem. So, you know, we may not have shared what the customer needs were or the person doing the work may not have shared here are all the struggles that they have. And, you know, their, their drill may be broken or there's some, you know, tool that they used to have that don't have anymore. And, and that's what's causing the frustration. It's, it's that open line of communication that, gets to the root root cause of the problem and, and you know typically we can find a way to get past it and just you know doing that in a way that that causes peace in your heart um, is <laughs> that's that's the that's what we're discussing right now and I'm not saying it's easy by any means and I appreciate Mark thinking of me for this topic but it's it is something that requires you know prayer and, and just that daily, awareness of what needs to be done in order to work through problems with people. Yes, Scott. So once again, I'm sitting here listening and I'm processing all the what you're saying. And and what I think I hear you saying as well is, you know what, a lack of peace also in itself is a communication problem. And Mm, it's because you may be, we may be out of communication with the father. Because the Father brings peace, right? Jesus is the Prince of Peace. And so if there's a lack of peace, then it could possibly be a communication problem. Maybe we haven't taken it to the Lord. What I heard you say, Scott, in the beginning was, I try to take this before God, even before the situation happens. I try to bring it to the Father. Lord, I need your peace to carry into this situation. And so what we want to talk about here, uh, wrapping this thing up, Scott, is how do we take the peace of God out once we've received the peace of God? Okay, we've prayed and we've communicated with God and he has ministered his peace to us. How do we take that and and take it out to other people who are lacking it, Scott? Yeah, I mean, I've I've found, you know, the easiest way is just to ask if if I can pray for folks. So, Mm. you know, when when someone is hurting, uh, dealing with a real tough situation, you know, one of my first questions is, you know, can, can we pray about it? And you know, more often than not, the the person who's hurting or, you know, feeling uh, disconnected from the Lord, it's like, yeah, let's let's pray. You know, typically that that person finds peace and finds encouragement and, you know, then they want to get filled up with with his his saving grace as well. Yeah. So, Scott, what again, what I think I hear you saying is you want to display the peace of God and it's something that people who are lacking it actually want, right? So you're kind oh, yeah. of you're oh, kind of yeah. making they want, them they want it. Yeah, and you're kind of making them hungry and thirsty for the peace that you have, right? So you're yeah. sharing it, how can I pray for you? How can I offer you peace? It's a good way to put it, Scott. Really appreciate your time yeah. today, brother. And uh, listen, thanks for joining us. I'm Mark Bird, and you've been listening to Time to Revive on Shine FM. Thanks for listening to Time to Revive. This show has been brought to you by Shine FM and Revive Ohio. More information about this program at shinefmohio.com. 
We're community-supported Shine FM.